We continue with a series of messages, foundations for a healthy church. I'd like to invite you to open your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 18. And we're going to read about a conversation that Jesus had with his disciples. Matthew 16, verse 18. Verse, verse 18. And Jesus said, And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock... I will build my church, and the gates of hates will not overcome it. May the Lord bless his word. On many occasions, after a long day of ministry, Jesus would take his disciples to a solitary place where they could break bread, tell stories, laugh, fellowship with one another, and rest. This particular afternoon, they went to the the coast of Caesarea Philippi. And after asking them a very important question, and Peter giving him a very profound answer, Jesus revealed to Peter and to the disciples who was and still is today the foundation and the founder of the church. As we know, every building needs a solid foundation. Without it, when the rain and the wind comes, it will crumble. I read the other day that foundations have various purposes. Not only do they hold the building in place, but they also keep the moisture and insulate against the cold. The foundation of a building is the most important structure of the building. Jesus is the foundation and the unity people like us all over the world are the building. As we read, he said, I will. I guess the mic is not working. Sorry. What are we changing? Okay, how about now? Sorry. Okay, we'll go back again. Jesus is the foundation and the universal church. People like us all over the world are the building. As we read, he said, I will build my church. Future tense. This informs us that the formation of the church was a future thing. The church was birthed, as we probably all know, the day of Pentecost. Jesus created the church, not the institution, not the denominations. His church is a living organism. 
the ecclesia, the sent out. You and I are the church. The church is not the building. The church is the people. Those who acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, the Son of the living God, those who obey his commands and live according to his word, will have a place in his kingdom, and the gates of hell will not prevail against them. Because Jesus gave us his promise, and he who promised is faithful. Hebrews 10, 23. Now more than ever, beloved, we need to have the assurance that our foundation is Christ, not a program, not resources or certain personalities, but Christ and Christ alone. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, the apostle Paul asserted, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Friends, the only foundation for the church is Jesus Christ. In the three years that Jesus spent with the disciples, he was very intentional about his purpose for coming to earth. People wanted to drag him here and there. Once they heard about the healings, they wanted to take him to his neighbor's house to do another healing or to talk to this one or that one. But as a matter of fact, before he began his earthly ministry, he declared his personal vision. One day he was in the temple, and before he started, he declared the reason why he had come to earth. And he said, we find this in Luke chapter 4, verses 18 through 19. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recover the sight of the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Basically, he was saying, do not sway me from this. This is the reason why I came to earth. In the book titled The Purpose Driven Church, Pastor Rick Warren states, a clear purpose not only defines what we do, it defines what we do not do. Jesus was very clear about his purpose and the purpose for his church, and so should we. Every year, the church needs to evalu evaluate and assess the ministries. If any ministry is not in line with the vision, then it should not be done. There might be people offering suggestions as to what they think the church should be doing because that's what they did in the church they came from. As great as those suggestions may sound, it does not mean it would work here. These suggestions might not be in line with the vision that God has given the church. 
That church might have a different purpose. Friends, everything needs to be taken to the Lord in prayer. We must also consider the context. This context is different from all other contexts. See, when we, got, when we lack clarity and purpose, we lose sight of the vision, even for our own lives. The church becomes unhealthy, and so do we. We cannot be all things to all people. Only Jesus can do that. Nor can we be the church of yesteryears. What you used to do 20 years before, it's not working today. The way that you used to look 20 years before, you don't look at it anymore. You might lie to yourself and say, well, my heart feels the same way. Well, I think the same way. Well, look in the mirror. The same thing happens with the church. Many churches are closing. Why? Because the gospel of Jesus Christ doesn't have any power. No. Because they have lost their relevance. Everything has changed around them. And they have failed to connect with the community around. We must make sure that the vision and the purpose is aligned with the word of God, with the foundation and the founder of the church. You know, as it was raining this whole, almost this weekend, and it was gloomy, I just spent the whole time hibernating reading books. And in one of the books that I was reading, he, he talked about how in Africa and certain countries of the world, uh, women are able to carry everything on their heads. Well, maybe here we carry it in front of us or in back of us, those big backpacks. But in other countries, they carry it on top of their heads because they have aligned themselves, and they, they, they're able to hold a lot of pounds on their head because they are aligned. The same thing applies to the church. The church needs to align what it's doing to the word of God, to the purpose and vision of God for that church. Otherwise, it will not work. Jesus taught us on this important principle. You see, before people join the church, they should know and understand the purpose and vision for the church. What is it that, that they're going to be responsible for? They should be fully aware of what they're committing themselves to. Again, like I said, Jesus taught about this principle in Luke chapter 14, verses 28 and 29. He said it this way, For which of you wanting to build a tower doesn't sit down and calculate or count the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, after he has laid the foundation and cannot finish it all, onlookers will begin to ridicule him, saying this man started to build and was not able to finish. Beloved, 
following Jesus Christ has a cost. Joining his church has a cost and commitment. The church is not a social club. Some people join a particular church thinking it to be just another of the so many social clubs they belong to. Uh, Wrong. If the vision and purpose is not clear, the people come in with their own agenda to the church, and the church becomes a circus. Everybody doing whatever they want to do starting whatever ministry they want to start, doing whatever, whenever. I must remind you, beloved, the church of Jesus Christ is not a circus. He shed his blood for it. The church of Jesus Christ is to be a hospital for sinners. It is a refuge and a place of order He tells us in his word to do do everything decently and in order. The scriptures call us to do what he has commanded us to do, to obey his word. The church is a place for transformation, not just for information, but transformation and healing, wholeness, That's the church that Jesus died for. Unfortunately, many churches today are divided and fighting. It is imperative for us to communicate the vision and the purpose of the church. Pastor Rick Warren suggests that this is best done as Jesus did it. Through scripture, symbols, slogans, and stories. God instructed his people to talk about his word. The words that come out of our mouth tell those around us what we have been meditating on. If you ever want to know what so-and-so it's like, engage them in a conversation. And right away you will know what they've been meditating on. Because the Bible is very clear about it. Out of the abundance of the heart speaks the mouth. Luke 6, 45. Remember, garbage in, garbage out. God told them to write his word on the door frames of their houses, in their gates. He directed Habakkuk to write the vision down. Remember last week we talked about that? Why? Because it helps us remember who God is and what he has called us to do. It also enables us to own the vision and the purpose, to love God, to love people, and grow Christ followers. It's not just a slogan for us here, Ponte Vedra, or the vision of this particular church. It must be owned by us. 
by each and every one of us. I ought to love God and love people and be growing Christ followers. And so should you. One of the fallacies of many churches is the belief that a large attendance is the only sign of a healthy church. Friends, I've seen mega churches fall apart within a week. Why? There was no foundation. They were not growing disciples. They were entertaining the masses. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just stating a fact. Jesus did not call us to grow his church attendance. If you think I'm wrong, show me a verse in the scripture. I mean, I've read the Bible a few times, but I have, maybe I missed that one. What I have read is that Jesus calls us to make disciples, to grow disciples. Men, women, and children who are rooted and grounded in his word, who have been transformed from the inside out, people who walk in integrity, holiness, love for Jesus, love and compassion for others. The growth in attendance is the work of the Holy Spirit in union with his people. He promises his church, if you lift me up, I will draw all people unto me. Beloved, since the beginning of the church, the church has suffered adversities, turmoil, persecution, scandals, etc., etc. Yet it is still standing. In 1866, there was a major schism in the Anglican Church in South Africa. There were some heresies being taught. The Reverend Samuel Stone penned the following words in response to the heresy spreading throughout the church. The church's one foundation is Jesus Christ the Lord, called forth from every nation, yet one over all the earth. Our charter of salvation, one Lord, one faith, one birth, one holy name professing, and at one table fed, to one hope always pressing by Christ 
own spirit led. In 1868, these powerful words were set to a tune by Samuel Wesley, John's, one of John Wesley's brothers. Despite of all troubles, the universal church will continue to stand until the day that Jesus comes. Not just because of our efforts, but because of if its founder and foundation. The Lord said through the prophet Isaiah, See, I lay in Zion a tested stone, a precious cornerstone for a sure foundation. The one who trusts will never be dismayed. Isaiah 28, 16. Again, friends, the stone is Jesus Christ. And our responsibility is to build upon the stone, to build our relationships, our families, and our church. There's always going to be the temptation to do something else, to build on something else. It might be easier to try to do what they're doing somewhere else rather than to come to Jesus in prayer and to learn from him, to hear from him, to discern what the Lord is saying for our lives, our families, and our church. Let us pray. Father God, we pray that you will give us thirst and hunger after your presence. That our ears will be open to your calling. That we will be like Habakkuk and Jacob who said to you, we will not let you go until we hear from you. We will not let you go until you bless me. Lord, we stand before you the beginning of this new year. And we pray, come Holy Spirit, minister to us, speak to us, guide us. Give us a heart to obey you. And the desire to want only you and you alone. Forgive us for the time that we have astray. Forgive us for the time that we have not built on the true foundation. Empower us, O Holy Spirit, to build upon the solid rock, Jesus Christ. Amen.